Hey everyone, my name is Matt Phelan, um, and I am your host today of Working with Humans, and I am here with the amazing... Uh, Norris the Boss Windross. Norris, you've got to explain to us the daft bit, the, the bus bit in there. Well, it could it could have been the, <laughs> and it and it could be the, but um, and it's been written as both, but it's the DJ thing um, that um, I got tagged with um, one day when I was out with a, a, a bunch of people, bunch of us after partying. We'd um, we were a little bit red and intoxicated, <laughs> and um, one of my friends, Dominic Spreadlove, um, started calling me. Rhyming with my name Windross on the mic and um, saying Candy Floss Windross as I was mixing, and I was quite. <laughs> you didn't want to go with Candy Floss Windross then. <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting irritated, if I'm honest. <laughs> when he said it, he, when he when he said Norris da Boss Windross, I mean the crowd erupted in laughter. It was very yeah. embarrassing. And when I say the crowd, the crowd were people. It's like it was. 100, 150 people. Was we, it we, we all knew people, yeah. It was in Gulliver's in, in Covent Garden on a Monday afternoon. So um, after that, they, people just kept on having a little giggle with me, calling yeah. me. And um, Dominic um, and myself started a night called Spread, Spread Love. It was yeah. a famous um, uh, underground garage night. On, and he started, and he put it into Gas Club on a Sunday. and first time he, I'd done my set, he put my name on the flyers, Norris the Boss Windross, and, and it's Did just, he tell you that he was going to put it on? No, like he that. didn't tell me he was <laughs> going to put it on. I, I really resisted, I really, really resisted, but, yeah. but in the end, it's kind of like, it created a ring, and yeah. yeah. And when you say it, you smile, so you must like it now. Yeah, I do love it, I love it, <laughs> I love it. Now, and as it happens, I just got to accept that the reason they started laughing was my characteristics are, yeah. are quite... Bossy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've not shown me that side of you, then. You don't. Is that is that a work side? I think out? it's a side. Um, you when, seem really chilled and laid back. I know I'm very chilled and laid back now, but I think if you see me when I am contending with something that needs contention, yeah. Recognizing now that not a lot leads contention to new tools, yeah. But when I'm contending and having a debate, it's usually. It's usually me that wins out on that, just because of my state of being, yeah. and um, it's hard to push me off my perch, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> and then people accept that you're right, Norris. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> but you, um, I've got four questions to get through in eighteen Go minutes. Go but on. I actually want to ask about that because we, me and you, keep talking about these tools, don't we? Mm. So you, those situations there you deal with them differently because you've got a different set of tools now. When you're talking about tools, what are you talking about? I'm talking about, I think the best way to say it is, that, um, is to say that experience gives you tools. And if you are reflective in, in things that mean something to you, obviously I don't remember everything, but anything that means something to me that affected me, and usually those things are with people or situations or children that I care about and usually it's because I am checking myself and when I check myself I realize as I check myself I've created a new tool yeah. because in checking myself I say maybe you could have done it maybe you could have and, I, I, and, I, and I've learned and this is a tool that I've learned about that, that um, for example I can look at something and I can teach myself it from a perspective 
but now I've learned a new tool to actually when I'm looking at it start looking at it from lots of different perspectives yeah so now I'm advancing my tools and one one of my tools was listening and um, uh, hearing and uh, realizing that I paid not much attention to people if I thought or felt I didn't want to listen or hear what they were saying because I felt in my position and I checked this for myself and I thought I wanna Was there I'm, a moment when you realised that then? Yeah, it was um it was it was around I say it was around about two thousand and no, it might have been about ninety nine, two thousand. No, it no, it had to be two thousand something, right? So it was about, it was when it was um in Brick Lane and a friend was talking to me and a friend that I respect and love dearly and he was saying stuff to me and I realised I just wasn't taking in anything you were saying so in that moment I thought how can I take in more so I can remember more and feel more from what from when someone's interacting with me and in that moment I I started repeating everything he was saying to me yeah just in my mind so as he was saying it instead of just listening I'm trying to do it now as you say I, I started repeating and because I was repeating, I realised that was me talking to myself as well as listening to him. So I weren't just listening, I was listening and hearing because mm. I was taking it in. Yeah. Not to say I remember everything better, but I know it sinks in. Yeah. And I, I realised everything that sinks in will find a place if it's necessary for me. Wow. So There's, those are tools, those are tools. That's a, we've accidentally got to that point with your name then because we talk about the redefining of leadership and you talked about boss yeah um, and we talk about the redefinition redef- of leadership is uh, how important listening is a skill yes so that's fa- that is absolutely fascinating yeah but that's where your names come from and that's how you've changed yeah um, so my first question I've got for you um, which is what makes you happy to define happiness would be my question in return yeah because um, it's something that I realise a lot of people, including myself, say, I just want to be, I just want to be happy, just want to be happy. And, and because it's become such a question for me and I look at my life, I think I'm realising, rah, there's no doubt in my life, I've been extremely happy and I've also been extremely depressed. Yeah. And I've also been extremely angry and I've also been extremely upset and extremely pained. And, and when you go through all the things that you've been in life and you realise, well, happiness is just a state yeah. of existence, not a consistent state of existence, just yeah. a state. And, that's, and that leads back to our emotions and how we perceive things. And I suppose now I realise what makes me perceive things best is what keeps me happy. And yeah. that's the recognition that balance and keeping myself balanced and separate from the emotion so that I don't react. I take it in. Yeah. And then I then I then I make a decision of where I am. Yeah. And that's not to say I'm not gonna be pained <laughs> or I'm not gonna be angry yeah. or I'm not gonna be upset. Yeah. But I realise in all those things I'm now happy virtually all the time. See, because my state of existence is now better. Yeah. So yeah. you you got your you you know what your state of existence you want is right. as opposed to trying to chase that's some right. high that might last for 20 minutes or whatever exactly that's exactly what, i love that yeah, exactly <laughs> and a little bit on the on the music industry then yes and and happiness yes do you think music can make people happy absolutely um 
Absolutely. And I also think it can make people sad. Yeah. <laughs> and I also think, and I'm sorry to do it again, it can make people mad, it can make people aggressive, and it can make people all the things that any feeling can have. Because music yeah. is just a, um, it's, it's, it, it's a vibration. And the vibration in the music and how you choose to, per- choose to perceive that as an individual, me, myself, I know that some of my bli- most blissful moments are in music. Yeah. Some of the moments where I think I absolutely go, actually go into my deepest meditations are when I'm involved with music. Yeah. So for me, yes, but all the other things as well. So do you do you think if you get if if we could actually go to Ibiza now, yes. and we could we could. I'm happy. We, just that <laughs> you suggested that, mate. It brings us in. So, yeah. We have discussed, that's both our happy places, I mean, for, isn't it? Yeah. But do you think, um, if you think, like, I, I remember a report that said, basically, if you if you drink a, like a glass of wine, yes. um, it tastes different. Like, if you drink it in the south of France, it would actually taste different than if you, um, we went to, like, some concrete in Scotland or something, yeah. and we and it was all like we couldn't see out and stuff. And do you think that do you think music's like that? Do you think because like even when I mentioned Ibiza, that made you happy? Do you reckon your best music has been in places where you've been happy or, or what? Or do you think that has any impact on it? So for me, music is very very extremely personal. Um, it's like it's been my life. So for me, I, I can't I won't say that. Because I'm in Ibiza, which is an extremely happy place, <laughs> it's an extremely free place. I felt that music has been better in Ibiza. I've just felt naturally better in Ibiza, just because I'm in, in Ibiza. So, if I'm in a club or if I'm DJing, I love it because I'm doing it in the Ibiza way. Yeah. But from where I come from, which our classes, if you look for, for want of better expressions, the road, that the dark place, the place where where you're around people that are more real and more maybe aggressive with life, not thinking about those the nicenesses, but always being involved in their pains, yeah? The music there is a different gravy. Yeah. And it's just as happy because it, it separates them from being in that to being in a place of vibration. And whatever that vibration, it's separate to that. And so going to clubs or going to a shabine or going to a dance, yeah, brings you to a place where hope lives. You yeah. know what I mean? That's quite happy too. Because music's used at funerals, through yes. to everything, isn't yes. it? In yes. every type of thing. And ta- so as a DJ, did you, I think you mentioned this to me before, do you fit, did you feel like you could tap into the emotions of the people on the dance floor? Were you ever like aware of how they felt? Absolutely. But it wasn't to be aware of how they felt. It was to recognise what music done for me. And being a DJ that DJs to mix, I realised one record made me feel something. Yeah. And I realised that maybe it didn't make everyone feel the same thing, but similar. Yeah. So my goal was always to play a set that eventually everyone got tapped into each other yeah and wow. so and so you're making it so that basically i start I, I put a record on and i'm playing good music for the sake of good music yeah. but i'm also playing the music for the sense of the vibration and i play another music into that for the sense of excitement and i see the dance floor eventually unite into a place where right that one tune that explodes <laughs> in that yeah. moment and you'll know when it happens yeah, but yeah. you can't predict 
but you get better at it and they, it explodes and you realise they're together. Yeah. And as that happens, you unite. I unite with them anyway and yeah. there's magic for me. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I just want to repeat what you said, which is the bit about um, a set is about bringing all those different people together into one rhythm. Yes. That's, it's so interesting having you say that on this podcast from a music perspective because that's what CEO's job is. Yes, isn't it? Like we got cli- like we got clients that got hundred thousand people, four hundred thousand people, fifty thousand yeah. people. The CEO's job is to get all those different types of people into one rhythm, um, in a way that they want to do it. Another another word that I know <clears throat> is for it, and I know it's out there, is flow. Yeah. And, and and it's like getting people in flow, and some and 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 the flow of my sets, and the flow of it's that flow with a rhythm with the grooves or the bass and however you want to talk about it is a vibration that eventually I visualise it that, that uh, sometimes more than the dance floor because sometimes I lasso the whole <laughs> it's like gotcha <laughs> and the whole venue everyone like the, 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 the managers the barmaids yeah. uh, in it and I know it and all of a sudden we have euphoria for a little yeah. while sometimes yeah I know real euphoria I've worked with someone um, in quite, they're in quite a they're in quite a senior position and they have um, a form of Asperger's um, and they they surprised me because they didn't actually like music yeah um, do you think music is like a it's almost like a it's happening is that similar to that like emotional intelligence thing are you tapping into something that's like not language that you can feel do you think that's what a DJ is doing is that I, I know that I'm tapping into energy yeah and energy exists in all places and 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 um, and I know it's not a belief I just know even sitting there talking to you I can feel the exchange yeah. and I know if I can feel the exchange whether you know it or not that you will feel it yeah it's just that you might not recognize it and you might think oh this it's just yeah, let's yeah. just get on with life um, Asperger's is a is a condition that's very delicate and I can imagine that they're very sensitive to different vibrations and maybe they're more intelligent to the communication than others which could uh, aggravate them yeah. more um, and that's how I would explain why oh, no, I don't want to listen to music it just makes me feel too sensitive it makes me yeah. too too aggressive it makes me too happy it makes me too much want to go yeah, to it's it. a good way of looking yeah. at it isn't it yeah and um, I'm going to try and steal some advice from like DJing again because suddenly like because we're lucky we're actually getting to do this together but most of these I've done separately with people now through the phone and people that were used to connecting in um, offices are now separated and they're seeing each other on Zoom calls but there's people who made really good careers out of things like radio DJs haven't they where they can still project their personality over the airwaves have you got any ideas that we can steal from um, from that world and bring them into work about how you can connect with people when you can't actually physically see them? I'm not sure that it's an idea that all I could say to you it's an idea. But I think there are individuals that... Um, and I know I'm one of them and I know that now. And it's one that I'm learning that this is something that I've got to, got to, I've got to use in my life and and make it good, make it something useful. But I know, 
I talk to my friends and I talk to groups and and um, the, the thing that I'm doing with Community Come Unify and something happens when in the conversation that projects and gives a sense of a better sense of well-being, a better sense of hope, a better sense yeah. of survival, a better sense of of, of look, not looking at things in that way, yeah. you know. And yeah, yeah. Um, and I and and I, I yes, I absolutely know that that even in history there was a guy that was in Vietnam that I liked the film that Robin Williams yeah, played, yeah. yeah. And he brought a sense of that to Vietnam and legendary yeah. for that the real guy. Was that that was based on a real person? Was real it? person, real story. Because that yeah. is one hell of a performance yeah, by yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? God bless him. Amazing, amazing, amazing actor actually. And, um, but um, yeah, God bless him. I watched um, Aladdin back the other day because the kids watched the new Aladdin. Okay. If you watch the cartoon Aladdin, you don't realise until you watch it as an adult, it's just the Robin Williams show. There's nothing <laughs> else in it. It's just him doing a monologue throughout the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. That's. I, I do think. I do think that's interesting about how people have that ability to do that, like that guy. Because you, I would say the thing, the feeling that you project is everything's going to be all right. That's what. Like if I. Yeah. Even when I saw you on the green over there, you just ah, oh, it's gonna be all right. Like just and not even for any reason or anything. The fact that we're recording this is you bring this kind of like just calmness that things are gonna be okay. I don't know if anyone's ever said that to you before. Um, I, I think you've just said it better than anyone's ever said it. And 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 as in you saying it, yeah, yeah, I think maybe that is what I bring to people that that sense of everything's gonna be all right. I, I've told myself it, and I tell my sister it a lot, and I tell, and I think, what's the worst? What's well, the you worst? actually use that language, do you? That's yes, a, yes. Oh wow. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So somehow you project it out. So, so I found a way to project it out of myself. Yeah, and I accept that. Yeah, I do accept that, and I'm quite grateful that you've actually made me more aware of that's what it is I might bring. Yeah, yeah that might be in my aura. Yeah. So we've got to wrap up because we're keeping these into into twenty minutes. Yes. You know, I think what's really useful is you talked about how you've actually been in like bad places as well yes. if you're someone to listening to this and they're and they're thinking yeah I'm, there's a lot i've got from this and they're in a bad place have you got any advice for them or is it their own journey we are all in our own journey there's no doubt about that but our own journey involves a lot of other people that are right next to you and it doesn't take much to reach out and i know that sharing halves so sharing more halves again and sharing more halves again. So even screaming out that you've got a problem to yourself is a step. But hopefully you will have someone that you can, someone that you can call that you trust. And fortunately there are loads of lines now that you can do that with. And I'm sorry if you have to use that. I am really sorry. I'd love to give you all my telephone number. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you Matt's. <laughs> I'll leave you with this you're going to be alright <laughs> but that's great it is, it is speak to someone isn't it and even it if is. you haven't get get out there and have a chat yeah and, and, and it doesn't if you trust them and usually the people you can trust most are the people you don't know because yeah. they ain't got they ain't invested in you yeah. so you know that they're just going to listen without having an opinion so to speak yeah. um, and use use someone as your sounding board your springboard most definitely um, it's something that it's taken even now I find difficult 
Yeah. Um, fortunately, I must have created enough. I'm a Gemini, by the way, or I used to be until <laughs> they changed the size. But anyway, I'm Are a Gemini. Are you Gemini. the same as me? You're a Gemini and a Taurus? There you go. What's your birthday? Well, I'm not a Gem- I'm not on the cast. My birthday's on the 25th. Oh, uh, 21st. 21st. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So I've read something on something today that said they changed it as of July this year and added a new, and I don't know if it's a joke or not. So when it's got to be a I, joke. Yeah, well, they say, <laughs> they're saying they moved and added a... Added another Austrius. Was that your sister or so, your someone's someone's Someone put your it leg? Up on Facebook and I saw it and I was interested. I thought I'm gonna go and investigate what they're trying <laughs> to make us all believe. But I'm a Gemini, but with um, Taurus rising. Ah. Yeah, because I've because I've had my my charts done and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up wrap up in summary. Yeah. What's the what's the next ten years hold for you? Goodness, um, better. Better attitude, um, more opportunities. Hopefully, well taken, and um, and a group of people surrounding myself that contribute to the betterment of the environments we live in. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs>